This is a Story Garden co-production, a media production company where we strive to tell community-driven stories in the heart of the Texas Hill Country in Kerrville, Texas. We would like to thank the Kerr County Lead for sponsoring and assisting in this production. You can check out Story Garden Co. on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Now, to the show. Welcome to How We Do It, a podcast where we, as women, answer the question, how we do it. Hi, I'm your host, Allison Amistoy, joined with Catherine Boyette. Hello, hello. As we ask prominent female leaders here in Kirk County about their careers, successes, and struggles, and inspiration for the future. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. On today's episode, we talked with Annabelle Madrano owner of 1962 Barber and Speakeasy La Escondida here in Kerrville. And let's just say what a powerhouse she is. Yeah, I mean, she owns two businesses. Those And businesses. she's been in business since she was like 18 Teen? years old. Yeah. There wasn't anything in her story. Like she was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I've done that. It was, it was really inspiring. What was really funny was I got to hear how old she is and she's the same age as my brother, which I was like, I, what? Excuse me? So I'm like, hold on. You did this, and you did this, and you did this at the same time. It just shows you that anything is possible if you believe in yourself. For sure. That's what I walked away from. For sure. So with that, we hope you enjoy this conversation with Annabelle, and we hope that you're encouraged and you become a powerhouse just just like she is. Hey everyone, we're back. Um, this is the new episode of How We Do It. This is episode three, and I'm Allison Amistoy, the owner of Story Garden Productions, and um, we are talking with Kerrville women um, who are just leading the way. And um, on my side, we have Catherine Boyette. Hello, hello. As per your usual, and then we have Annabelle Madrano, who is one of those leading ladies of Kerrville. And she owns 1962 slash La Escondida. And you're just super cool. And she also did my, she also does awesome job of hair. And she's a hairstylist and she's just awesome. So we're really excited to have this conversation with her. So business owner, artist, community activist, change maker. All of the things. Mother. Thanks, ladies. All (laughs) (laughs) All of the things. So one of the first questions we just wanted to ask you is just a brief background about who you are, um, just where you came from, more specifically, like one of Catherine's questions is where were you born? And yeah, so just I was like to know everybody, like from birth, where everybody's story was. So um, I am actually originally from California. I was born in San Jose, California. And whenever I was about 10, we moved to Centerpoint. Okay. And so that was like a huge shock because, you know, you go from a huge city to this itty-bitty town. And we moved to a ranch at that. 
like a ranch with a big long dirt road so so why'd y'all come here um, my dad used to be in a band um, and one of his aunts lives in Centerpoint and they came down to play for her wedding anniversary it was like her 50th wedding anniversary cool. and they were already ready to get out of like the really fast California life yeah and so um, when they came down to play at that wedding he was like we're moving to Texas and so it was just him and my mom that came down for the wedding and whenever they got back to California, I remember my mom having like this huge meal and was like, we have to have a family meeting. And uh, when we were all there at the dinner table, she's like, we're moving. And we're like, where are we going? And she's like, Texas. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And I love <laughs> animals. So they're like, oh, we're moving to this ranch and you can have all the animals that you want. And I was like, sold, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so how many siblings do you have? Um, there was five of us. Uh, now nice. there's four of us. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And y'all all came, and this was like the 80s? It was, n I think, 99, 98, 99. Mm -hmm. We moved. Okay. Yeah. 90s. I was way yeah. off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, I was born in 89, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, the same age as my brother. He's uh, he's 30. Right. Yeah, he was born in 89 as well. Oh, cool. Yep, yep. So cool. you came in 99. Yep, yep. And then you went to Ingram High School? I went to Centerpoint. Centerpoint, Center sorry. Mm -hmm. Yep, my husband's from Ingram. Okay. Um, oh, cool. I went to Centerpoint, and then eighth grade and part of my freshman year, I went here to Kerrville. I wanted to change it up, and I convinced my mom to let me do it. So uh, I liked it. It was fun and all, but I ended up back in Centerpoint and graduated there. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then after you graduated, so you graduated from Centerpoint High School, mm -hmm. and then what did you do after that? I immediately I graduated like last day of May I started cosmetology school in like first week of August nice mm -hmm. and I've been doing I went to Conley's and I did hair here for two years and then I moved to Austin and did hair there for almost eight years and how did how did you and your husband meet um actually so we've always loved music and back in the day we used to chase parties if you will like quinceanera to you know whatever kind of where there was music we wanted to dance and so um i met his sisters actually uh that way um there was this place that's now gravity check and it used to be lopez club and my father-in-law used to play there and we lived like not maybe five minutes up the street from there and so um that's kind of where our outings were first out there and his sisters were always there and we just made friends ran into each other there and um then whenever i was about f or turning 15 i was gonna have a quinceanera and i didn't want my main guy and my partner my quinceanera to be short and so <laughs> the girls were like well our brother's really tall right now you want to ask him and i was like sure and Aww. that's how i met him uh, i was 14 and we didn't start dating until I was almost 17. Dang. Yeah. At first it was weird. It never would have thought because he was kind of like family. We're all so close. Yeah. And then I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just all we, aligned. Yep. yep. <laughs> so music was always a really big part of your upbringing. It sure. It like your father was a musician. And so it makes perfect sense that too. you mm -hmm. have this like awesome music establishment here sure. now that's that's the goal we're trying yeah yeah well you're doing a pretty good job thank you <laughs> it's been fun it's been a lot of fun um it's been interesting to see that curva really uh, is also responding really well to it you know growing up here we've never 
seen anything like it. So it was kind of nerve wracking, like, oh, should we do it? Should we not? Would it work? So it's, it's been fun. And do you want to explain to the audience what your two businesses are and what you're bringing to the community at the moment? Yeah, it's kind of a funny time that you ask because they're so, um, they've been evolving from like the day that we got here. Um, okay. It's just the coffee machine. Keep going. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, cool. So um, we started with the barbershop and um, at the time I was still doing women's hair. So it was barber and beauty. And then I completely got out of doing women's hair and we even changed our, our uh, title, if you will, the main name of the business, just Barber. And um, when we moved here to Jefferson Street, the building that we scored there had a really cool back end of the building. And from day one, when we like toured that place, I was like, this, is ha this has to be like a speakeasy bar. Like, I, I don't know exactly what I'm, like tuning in here, but it has to be something along the lines. And so um, the barbershop, you know, it was it was a really cool hit. Kerva was like ready for that men's grooming thing. And um, whenever even clients would see that little back end of the space there, they were like, what is that gonna be, like a speakeasy? And so even they started kind of manifesting that. And um, time went on, we got the place ready. Um, and then the speakeasy took off a little bit harder and further, if you will, than the barbershop. And so right now, um, here in the next couple of weeks, we're getting ready to downsize the size of the barbershop and really maximize on the speakeasy. Interesting. So, yeah. So. so where is the barbershop going? Right next door. The okay. <laughs> I was just like, what's happening? Because you, you said something like on Instagram. They're like, we're going to be moving. And I was like, what? Uh -huh. No. But yeah. it was, I was really excited that like Las Candida was just going to be the full speakeasy. Sure. I was yeah. like, oh, cool. I can yeah. have another place where I can like edit videos and yeah. do all do other stuff besides like pint and plow and packs sure, sure. have another have another little spot so that's that really sense. exciting yeah I'm, I'm excited to see it too just because like i always have to find a little spot where i can just unwind a little bit sometimes I'll, I'll come out here and i'm like all right i have to get out of my space and go somewhere else you know yeah. just kind of get other vibes around so i'm excited to see and bounce energy off of anyone else who's kind of doing the same thing in there yeah, I have already so many questions, mm -hmm. but um, <laughs> one of the things that I feel like I noticed about you, um, even though I don't know you that well, but indirectly is that you are so intuitive and then also just fluid in your business that you just have an idea and then you go for it and you're just really open to like changing what works. And I think that really shows in your business and I think people appreciate it and I think that's part of the reason why it works. So uh kudos to you just for always being open and i think listening part of a good entrepreneur i think is just kind of always staying attuned to what the community and the people around you need but also what you you want too sure. but i guess the question i wanted to ask you was uh was there anyone who inspired you when you first got started or someone that you looked up to in business or in you, you know you started off training in cosmetology so Tell us a little bit about like how you got inspired by all that or someone you look up to now. Sure. Um, I would say in cosmetology, um, ever since I was young, I never really thought about it, but I've always done hair. I started with braiding. Um, um, so I've always liked doing hair, styles, things like that. Um, and then whenever I, well, I'll backtrack a little bit. I got pregnant when I was in high school, my senior year of high school. 
And so when I graduated, I was like, what the heck am I going to do? Like, I'm about to have this baby and I need to know more or less what I'm going to do. And um, Conley's was like screaming my name for some reason. And at the time, um, Daniel, my husband and I were working at Roddy Tree and Hunt. And um, he was the grounds maintenance guy there. And I was helping clean the cabins for the summer. But I... I liked Roddy Tree, but I hated that job for me. I was like, what the heck am I doing? I do not want to do this, you know? Yeah. Like, and so I just, one day my mom stopped at Regis in the mall and got a trim. And the lady that cut her hair had been cutting our family's hair for years. And um, she saw that I was pregnant and she's like, so what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she's like, go to cosmetology school and I guarantee you, you'll have a job when you get out. I was like, yeah, right. You're not going to be here whenever I get out. It's going to take, you know, over a year. And she's like, I've been here since you were young. What, why wouldn't I be here? And sure mm -hmm. enough, I went and she hired me um, right before I even graduated school. I was wow. already going to, like, trainings with her. And um, so, yeah. So someone believed in you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I've always loved art. Like, I'm an artist myself. And so I was like, how can I apply what I like to what I want to do so I can stay focused? Because I'm one of those, like, if I don't like this, like, I'm, I'm on to the next thing, you know? And so um, for me, being artistic has always been a thing. Like, I got to have that little bit, you know? And coloring hair was doing it. Cutting, coloring, and shaping, all that good stuff was doing it. And I'm very much so a people person, so that was just, like, the cherry on top to meet all sorts of people behind the chair. And... Having a, a so then how did you make the leap to get into business for yourself because that's a big leap yeah, and hugely it, it, it takes a lot of grit and confidence and I'm always just really interested in people and specifically women because I think women should own more stuff sure <laughs> I agree um, so going into business for myself happened in Austin um, I when I went into hair school I thought well I'll just do hair while I get through college. Um, I wanted to do um, mortuary science because I wanted to be a mortician. And so when I got to Austin, I did a few classes at ACC and I was working at this little local um, day spa where they did hair, massage, just everything pampered from head to toe. And um, the lady that I was working with was like, hey, you know, um, I'm, I've done this, I've given it a shot and I don't like it. and I'm not gonna renew my lease, and I'm just not gonna do it anymore. And I was like, great. I finally find a spot that I like, and this is gonna happen. And I, I told her, I was like, well, why don't you sell it to me? And she's like, what? You're 22 years old. What are you gonna, like, yeah, right, you know? And um, I talked and talked and talked to her about it for some time, and she did. And um, I quit ACC, and I was like, well, I can't, I can't do both. So then I just went into business for myself then. I bought that business from her. You just believed you could do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. so cool. <laughs> yeah. But I will be honest, that story didn't have a good ending. I mean, that business was not a success. Um, I kind of look at it as like the, the, the lesson that I got. Like a lot of people go to college and finish college and some have college debt, some don't. Well, I I had some college debt, you know. I had the school <laughs> of hard knocks and learning a lot of lessons there. And um, and after I did kind of learn what I felt like I had to there, I was like telling my husband, 
should we stay? Should we go? You know, what do we do? Austin's getting crazy. It's getting expensive. Um, this is at a, we're at a point where we can stay or go and, and start again or not, or, you know, just what do we do? And we asked our kid and he was like, I think five, six at the time. And we're like, if you can choose to live anywhere, where would you live in here or in Kerrville? And he said, Oh, Kerrville, like easy. Yeah. Just like, Oh, I'm going to live in Kerrville. Yep. That's funny because most kids would like want to live in the big city. Like I know, like most kids move to the big city mm-hmm. after they go to college. But then you're just like, no, let's go back. Let's go to Kerrville. Well, he's he spent Christmas, spring break, long break, summer. You know, he'd come down here, so he loved it. Well, let me wow. just hold the phone here for a second. Sorry, <laughs> my five year old was like, I want to live in Hawaii. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, you're right. <laughs> we. I, I'm going to listen to your truth <laughs> and your pure heart of your inner voice and trust you. I just think it says a lot about you as a parent <laughs> that you trusted your kid. And it just seems like you have this trust in, um, in a really strong family. You oh, know? yeah, absolutely. We're, we're very close-knit, that's for sure. So, But, yeah, he's my only one. So I was like, well, whatever he says, we're, it's, you know, his world and we're just in it for us. You know, that's how we see it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we knew as far as wherever we were to go, we we're gonna make it, and that's the only thing we believed in. You know, that cool if we stay here, we're gonna make it and figure out how to make it. If we go to Kerrville, we'll make it and figure out how to make it there. And we'll have family there, so. And y'all just trusted and knew that, you know, if your son, like, just a testament to him too, and like even just being so young, but knowing that about himself, that this would be a great place for y'all's family. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks. Yeah, it's been quite a journey. Yeah, uh, yeah we kind of hit the ground running when we came here from Austin, so I feel like that's kind of helped get us where we are now and grow us at the rate that we've been growing. So it's been interesting. Yeah. And where were you? Get, where did you guys open up first? Like, where were you, you at? Kerrville? Yeah. Um, it was right next to TrueFit uh, Fitness at okay. Five Points. It, it's now mm-hmm. the Wick Studio, actually. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. We were there for about a year and a half, and then um, we moved down here to 516 Jefferson. Nice. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the lessons that you get you've learned over, I'm guessing, I'm going to say like the past like 10 years or so of, yeah. of being in business? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's funny you ask, because where were we before and where we're at now, um, the biggest lesson that I learned in why it didn't work out out there in Buda um, was real estate. I mm. mean, it, it was so expensive over there to rent um, for commercial real estate. And so um, got out of that. And when we came here, um, the barber school that was in Kerrville at the time was closing. And my brother was going to barber school. And so he was like, hey, if you guys are moving back, I know you said you don't want to open up a business right away. That, that was the plan. We didn't want to open up a business right away. We wanted to find a shop where my husband and I can both work and get comfortable, build a clientele, then go into business, you know? Yeah. Um, but since we had clothes out there in Buda, we had barbershop stuff, like chairs and equipment and everything that if we had a place, we could immediately open something. Yeah. And so um, since the barber school was closing, the landlord, Mr. Mike Crop, wanted to keep that um, building or that uh, suite either barber school again or another barbershop or something and my brother was like just come look at it I was like all right I'll come and look and of course me being like me I was like you know what 
I think it could work. I mean, I, um, I, I called Daniel. He was still out in Austin. And I was just visiting, actually. And so I called huh. him, and I was like, what do you think? I sent him a video of the school, and he was like, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's up to you, and you think about it. That's a big decision. You know, we're going from, you know, one thing to another. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I seriously don't know where to guide you. And I had a really close uh, business owner buddy out in Buda as well. And she had just opened up a liquor store. And um, I was still going back to my beauty clients and um, doing their hair at home. And well, we got settled here. And I told her, I was like, Amy, what would you do if you were me? And she's like, you know, one thing I noticed that the older I get, the more fearful I get, the less that I'm like, let's just do it, let's just, you know. She's like, so you're still young. And if you wait too long, you're gonna build that fear too and you might not do it again. Mm. She's like, do you know what you did wrong? Well, yes I do. Uh, do you know what not to do and what to do now? Not exactly everything, but yeah, I know what not to do. That's for sure. Yeah. And so she was like, I would do it. She's like, I'd jump right back in it before you get cold feet. And she's like, yeah, you're young, do it. And I was like, all right, well. Amy said to do it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> and um, So you had someone else that believed in you. Absolutely, yeah. And my dad was an uh, entrepreneur my entire life, so. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of in your blood. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I always tell my husband if my parents can come from another country and not know the language or have any sort of support and can make it, then why the hell can't we? Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's what we're trying for. What did your dad do? He was a home builder. Okay. Um, he was a home builder. He retired about, well, two weeks after I moved from Austin. He had three strokes. Oh, no. He lost his speech, and um, he just threw in the towel. He was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm not working anymore. I'm retiring, and I've, I've done what I had to do. So. He probably loves being around his grandson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they have 16 grandchildren, so <laughs> they, they stay busy. They, they're definitely now just coasting and taking Enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you kind of talked a little bit about this, about you being an artist, but, well, let me backtrack to you. Do you, how has being in business changed you? Because you kind of have an interesting story as in you've always been in business for yourself sure. pretty much, but how has it shaped who you are and the way you look at the world you know it's crazy because um a lot of times and i noticed it when i was in cosmetology school people were like you're going to hair school like oh how fun kind of like oh you get to color or you know you get to do coloring books for for a living and um you even if you work for a corporate or not you're kind of still doing business for yourself you know you're building your own clientele you're you're doing all of that and um when I saw that it was kind of my nature, that it, it was, you know, I could create a following, I loved doing what I was doing, um, I was like, well, why, do, why am I doing it for someone else and I can just do it for myself, you know? Yeah. And now that I've been doing it for myself for a while, I see how many doors it's opened. Um, now my sweet tooth, I would say, is, and I keep saying, is real estate. Now that I've, I've been here, that I've gotten a taste of, um, you know, flipping a couple of houses and in the buildings, and I'm like, hey, this is cool. This is this is a whole nother, and it's still a form of art to me because you're it's creative. Yeah, yeah, you're repurposing and you know construction and 
um, you get to design and see it, you know? And so um, I feel like it's, being creative has changed me in a way, um, not just in, in hair and color, but like in a lot of different things, like I said, and in real estate, I get to be creative there and, and artistic there. And, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it's just bigger money. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get into real estate? You know, it's crazy because, like, backtracking, like, before I even left to Austin, um, I've always heard my dad say, like, why throw away your money and rent whenever you can buy, you know? And mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just something that was instilled in me since I was a kid, maybe never really knowing what it meant until I had to grow up fast. And then I was like, oh, crap, I have to pay rent somewhere to have this child that I just had, you know? Um I mean, so we could live, you know, and so, um, and then when I thought of rent, I, I heard that voice in my head from my dad, like, why throw away your money in rent, you know? <laughs> and so me, 18 year old me, I was almost done with cosmetology school and I get on like Zillow or something or Trulia, or I don't know what it was, but I just started searching houses in, in Kerrville. Just, I told myself just for shits and giggles, I want to see what's out there, you know? Well, I found this house on Travis Street, and it was super cheap, but it needed a lot of work, a lot of work. And I was like, well, my dad builds houses. How hard can that be, you know? And um, I don't know where I got the guts to call the realtor, but I did. I didn't call my dad first. I called the realtor, and I was like, hey, is this house really this cheap? And she's like, yes, but it needs a lot of work, so you need, like, a really special loan. And, of course, I didn't know what that meant. So I called my dad. I was like let's go look at this house. And he was like, what? You're, you just graduated from high school. What are you talking about? And I was like, let's just go look You're like, at don't it. hate, okay? <laughs> let's, 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 just stay with see. me, stay with me. Yeah. You trained me right. Uh-huh. Just, just and, let me and show you my vision. That's what I always tell him. Like, I get it from you. You can't stop me. Like, what do you expect? And so he's like, okay, let's go see this house. Just like, whatever, you know? Well, lo and behold, we gave a down payment later on that day. And he was like, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe you're doing this. He's like, but it's a great idea. And you probably don't, you're probably just, you know, can't believe what you're doing, but it's the best thing you could do. And sure enough, um, I lived in it for seven months and um, moved to Austin. And I think that's, that's when it all started for me. That's how I got into real estate. Dang. Yep. yep. And you, were you also with... Demas at that time with your son at that time or oh, yeah. I had him uh July 8th and so he was already almost one at that time so at 18 you basically bought a house with your one-year-old son mm-hmm. cool that's fine <laughs> it, Total was, it, was, Total it was weird <laughs> if I look back I'm like what in the world who does that it just seems to me that you you've did. always had like a faith in yourself and you never, it just, and from all you're just saying, you just never doubted what you wanted to do you, and you didn't yeah, spend no. a lot of time. You're like, okay, yeah. this is what I want to do. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to like go round and round. The other day I was talking to Lewis here and I don't know what I asked him, but I asked him something about me and then he, I just remembered that he said I was a little impulsive and i loved it and i was like <laughs> Dude, that I'm, nobody's ever told me that i'm sure a lot of people have thought it but it's perfect that's that's how i am i guess yeah since i was little yeah mm-hmm. but i think it's a 
rare combination when that like impulsivity also goes alongside very good businesses. They're not <laughs> yeah. just like random ideas that like they are, yeah. but you know, they're well thought out. Yeah, I, I, I like to think so. Some not exactly 100% all the time, but you know, some of the, the things that are not well thought out, I'm like, well, we'll definitely figure that out as we go. You got to feel it out before we can claim that it's going to be just this or just that, you know, so. How do you feel like you're, or have you started to kind of like pay it forward with like the next generation of business owners and women or like with your sons or family members? Have you started to kind of look back and be like, how can I be, bring people along? Oh man, that's, that's my, I've, I've figured out that that's another one of my like huge passions is to, to like, I, I think successful people make successful people, you know? And um, I'm very much so like a believer of like, you gotta put some in to get some out. And it's just a, the rule of life, you know, you, you have to do that. Um, but yes, I like to think that I have. I have a few friends, uh, my niece, um, that she, she is also wanting to pursue like nail school and she's already designing. She's so good too. She really is. She's really yeah, good. She's, she's a little artist and. I have seen some crazy, like I follow some like nail instas online mm -hmm. and a friend who runs a nail business in. Yeah, Carvel doesn't have that. That would yeah. be awesome. Like yeah. a custom, like really beautiful and artful. Absolutely. And yeah. she's very much so like that. I mean, they're a little much for me, my liking, but she's so creative and crafty and just, I'm like, these are nails? Like, this is crazy. I thought I got to do art for a living when I was coloring hair. No, that that's art. Yeah. And it's, it's really cool. And I love to see that, that she, she also is a, a little like me in a way that it doesn't seem too hard, you know, because it is hard. It's very hard to be a business owner, but she doesn't let that kind of stop her in her tracks. She's just got that big picture in her head as well. Mm -hmm. And um, and it because I see that in her, it makes me be, be a little bit more cautious on on making some decisions, you know, and trying to teach her the correct way and and you know, making sure that she's coached well, I guess, as well as I can do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Try to help her. Mm -hmm. Does your dad just like love seeing how successful you've been? I think now, um, now that I'm getting more into the serious and the nitty gritty and the, like, again, the real estate stuff, he's like, oh man, I created a monster here <laughs> in a good way, in yeah. a good way. So, um, it's been really cool to be able to get even closer with him um through that you know through he he's a home builder and i'm over here trying to reconstruct repurpose and rebuild you know yeah the same kind of goes with me and my dad yeah. um lewis and he like he was always you know he was the one who like in, kind of like started the idea of like me like editing videos and stuff mm -hmm. and it was something that he never really took off but like i fell in love with it mm -hmm. very very early on and now it's something that we always discuss and like since like going to college and learning about film and everything so now we like have full-on discussions Absolutely. about like movies and film and you know camera gear and all of that and stuff and my mom's just like what are you talking about like can't you just watch the movie or whatever but mm -hmm. it's kind of cool because it's something that we both like really connect over and um it's just you know it's kind of cool when you kind of reach that point with your parent and you're just Absolutely. like oh we now have something in common besides mm -hmm. you're just like the, a parent it's yep. just like a parent yep, yep. you know um I think it's kind of been like the most kind of really rewarding thing is like he's really been the one who's like kind of driven like why I went to Baylor and all of that stuff so it's just been really it's been really fun so it's 
cool that you and your dad have the same kind of connection. Not Absolutely. everybody transitions into like full on adult relationships with their parents. Right. Yeah. You know, so it is really rewarding. My mom's in real estate too. Oh, so cool. I love being able to like share all of that with her and have the business side of it, but also just having an adult relationship with her where you're not just that parent child dynamic sure. Absolutely. and kind of that transition doesn't happen. It kind of happens slowly over time, but yeah. Um, you know, um, makes it a lot more rewarding, I think, for both of us, you know, and sure. also I think my, it's a sigh of relief for my mom, you know, my dad too, it's like, oh, they're taking care of, they're off the payroll, they, you know, they, okay, they learned something, they did yeah. it right, mm -hmm. like, maybe yeah. they didn't do things exactly the way that they wanted to, but, the, you know, that they're like, okay, they're, you know, I think they can feel a sigh of relief now that, you know, that hard part of parenting is done, it's Absolutely. a different phase. They yeah. get to enjoy this a little bit better. Like, all right, did I do okay? Did I, did I <laughs> yeah. guide them right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's quite interesting. And it's wild because yeah. you're a parent too. I am. So could, do you, would you feel comfortable talking a little bit about like the role your family plays in your business and y'all work together and live together and your son's kind of growing up in this experience too. Do you want him to go in the business or you don't or? You know, it's kind of funny. Um, it, it, whenever it gets really hard, I'm like, gosh, I hope that he just finds a really good job where he can just do his job and go home and get paid really well, you know, and have all the good benefits. But I mean, I really do think that now that I see him really building that personality, that's going to be like his, what I think permanent personality, you know, um, I think he was born to be a boss. Uh, he is so funny like that. He's just like, well, what am I going to do with two buildings? Like, you know, what? just already, like, knowing that he's going to do something that we're going to pass a baton to him. Mm -hmm. um, in his head, those buildings have already been, like, a skate shop and, like, a, oh, cool. a you know, cowboy store and all kinds of stuff. So, uh, to me, I really like to see that he, he knows that he, he can be his own boss and that it's been instilled in him ever since he was, you know. So you talk to him about that, about his ideas, what he wants to oh. do with it, and what ideas that he has for business. Absolutely. You know, even though he's, what, 13? He is 13. So you yes. kind of, like, keep kind of uh, expanding that part of his brain. Oh, absolutely. Uh, he's already kind of ran his own little business in there. Um, when COVID started, um, and it, things started getting kind of scary, you know, we didn't know what was going on. Sure. Um, in school had announced that they weren't going back. So um, I told him, I was like, all right, guys, we're about to have a lot of extra time on our hands and we've got to just really, we've got nothing but time now for a while until we know what's gonna happen. And I was like, we all have to choose something that we wanna learn and just learn it, no matter what we have to do. And so um, we have this guitar that's in the shop. Uh, Robert O'Keen gifted us that guitar the first year we moved to Kerrville. And um, he was like, well, can I have that guitar? I'll learn how to play the guitar, I guess. If we have to learn something, like, we already have it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, well, you can't have it. But yeah, you can, you can totally use it. <laughs> you can use it. You're like, I earned that guitar. <laughs> I'll let you borrow it. <laughs> I was like, if I see that you're super serious about it, then yeah, maybe you can have it. Or we can get you your own or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, he, he taught himself how to play the guitar with, uh, off of YouTube. And so around that same time, he was like, well, playing the guitar is not making me any money, so can I uh, open a candy store in your barbershop? And I was like, sure. <laughs> like, what's the idea? And let's, let's talk about the idea and go from there, yeah. And uh, he was like, well, I can buy the box, 
at Sam's for this amount and I can sell each one for this amount. And I was like, cool. That's all I wanted to know that you had a game plan, how you're going to execute and you know, all that good stuff. So sure enough, we went to Sam's and I bought him his first batch and I was like, you were the initial investor. Yep. yep, (laughs) uh And it's funny because in the end, whenever school was going back in, he still had some candy he had already bought more to, you know, re up, if you will. And, um, I bought him out and he's like, well, mom, I'm not going to be here. And I still have all this candy. I was like, well, I'll buy the candy from you and I'll sell it until it runs out. And so it was more just so he understands, you know, Mm -hmm. a little bit in a nutshell, like, all right, you, you have to have an initial investor or, you know, some money saved up to start it and, you know, so on. But that was really cool to see. That was really rewarding. That was kind of put into perspective, like, oh crap, this is what we're doing. He, these little eyes are watching. These little ears are, yeah. are listening. So. Yeah. But it's been it's been good. Um, I did lose my brother, my oldest brother, last year in 2020, in June. And I'm so um, sorry. Thank you. That was that was that was rough. 2020 was a rough year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after we actually lost my father-in-law as well. Mm. Um, but, uh, my niece, my, uh, brother's daughter and his son that they also worked here at Pint and Bluff for a little bit. Yeah, they did. They, and this, this, I love that. It's also really inspired by her nail art. Yes. Yeah. This is, this she's is, she's so good. Her father just passed away. Yes. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's a, she was 15 when she got here and now she's 17. Um, but anyway, um, we took both of them in. Uh, my nephew is already older, so he now lives with his girlfriend. And um, But she, uh, my niece, her name is Araceli. She is a junior in high school, and uh, we've had, she's been here since 2019, since her dad passed away. And she lives with you now. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Lucky and so, Yeah, I'm actually That's her hard. godmother. I, I baptized her when she was little, so um, her mom is like one of my, she's a sister to me almost, you know, and her dad was my brother so um yeah she's she's stayed here with us and she's one of ours you know it doesn't even feel like you know she's that I didn't give birth to her you know like we she's she fits like a glove in our family you know so Hmm. yep yeah Uh, she's a great kid I love her (laughs) yeah she's she's super she's she's got a strong strong head on her shoulders you know but uh I see where it's gonna do her really well as she becomes a young adult you know Oh my God, I'm dealing with that right now. Like my, I have a three-year-old and I just keep saying like, okay, well, she's, you know, I'd rather have her like be confident and strong and like push back on me and test every possible boundary because mm-hmm. I know it will serve her well later. Oh yeah. It'll be hard for me, yep. but better for her in the end. Absolutely. That's what I just keep telling myself. Yep. You yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're to look on the bright side. <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. It's true. And, you know, this is like, maybe we should fact check this, but I heard that, like, because I was raised Catholic, Uh um, but actually when you said baptism, I think, maybe this is wrong, but baptism, the rite of baptism is the only, um, like, rite or sacrament that can be performed by a lay person. But that may be only in the Catholic tradition. It may not be in other traditions. But like I don't know. in other in the Catholic tradition, you can uh, anybody can baptize anybody. Mm-hmm. But like you know, you have to have a priest marry you. You have sure. to have a priest give you anointing of the sick. And I don't know. I just thought that was really cool that anybody could do that. Right. You did that for your. You did that for your. 
I did. Well, her parents asked me to. Um, it was when I was pregnant. And I remember thinking then, too, like, why would you ask me that? I'm, like, 18 years old right now. Like, you know, I'm supposed to be, like, a great example. And here I am, like, pregnant. And, you know, but um, it's it's crazy how life works out. You know, it's, it's insane. Um, when we were doing all, like, the baptism classes and stuff to, to get ready to do that for her, um, I just remember them saying, like, well, you know, in the case that her parents were to pass away or that she needed, you know, second parents, this is where you come in and stuff. And now I'm like, holy moly, like, I committed to that way long ago, and here we are. Like, yeah. You never expect it. You never hope that it happens, obviously. But yeah. um, when it does, you just have to be ready for it and know that you accepted it years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're wise beyond your years, Annabelle. Oh, my. (laughs) I appreciate that. I've gotten that a time or two. (laughs) I think it just comes with just becoming a young parent, you know? That's all I could think of. I don't don't know. I question it, too. I'm like, why am I doing this? Where's it coming from? Yeah. Well, what advice would you have for other women in business or other young women um, as you're kind of looking back and bringing them along, like a couple of things that you would say to them or say to yourself or your niece? Yeah. Um, gosh, that's a tough one. I should have been ready. For There's that no one. wrong <laughs> answer. There's no wrong answer. It's all good. Um, I don't know. I guess um, just never really question it or doubt it. You know, if there's a will, there's a way. And just keep on keeping on, you know, like everyone has something that should hinder them or stop them but you know you you don't have to let anything do that and just keep walking forward and don't look back yeah you know i don't know that's kind of general i guess but no that's that's what i do (laughs) that's awesome and then i guess um to kind of you have anything else besides that you want to ask no, I mean, like, I mean, of course, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like it's a nice, one, nice button. Yeah. Um. The, the last question, which is the title of the podcast, is how do you do it? Which is just kind of, you know, we as like women in business, kind of, we have a, women have a lot of roles, sure. and so when we take on more roles rather than just like the mother role or the parent role or whatever, and like you, like you know, you have your own business and stuff and da, da, da. And so I was like, how do you do it? So we're asking that. So just like what motivates you to just kind of keep going and all of that. So, um, I think, uh, a lot is now more than ever. I feel like, well, a lot of little eyes are watching, you know, it's very important to try to maybe not walk a perfect straight line. Cause everyone has their own way in to get into that through that journey, you know? Um, but a lot of what I think when times get hard is like mind over matter, just keep pushing, you know, um, whether it be, uh, in hardships with your family or financial or business or, you know, just whatever life has to throw at you, just trying to find the positivity in that and just kind of rolling with it. Even if it's little things that some people might not think that have a significant meaning, but if that's a little bit that motivates me, I just roll with that to get me through that day even you know the silver lining mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of mind over matter just a lot of in my head you know yeah um so that's that's how i do it i would say nice 
Well, thank you so much, Annabelle. This was awesome. Thank you. Thank you all for having me here. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see the new space. Yes. Can't wait to get my nails done. I know. Yes. And Here's can't wait to go chill at Las Candida. Yeah. Some good music, good yes. food. Well, Kerbal's really lucky to have your vibe and what you brought to Kerbal. So yeah, thank for you so sure. much. It's thank definitely you. made it a better community. Thank you. We're, we're definitely trying our, our best to continue that, to continue that momentum and those vibes and not letting this crazy virus take over yeah. the, the funky cool that we've started. So Well, it shows. <laughs> yeah. Kicking butt. Thanks. Thank you. All right. You. And that's a wrap. You good, Dad? Do, do, do. We hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as we did. Join us again every Wednesday for a new episode of How We Do It. Find us on Story Garden Co. for more exclusive content. Also, a big thank you to the Kerr County Lee for producing the show and for Pike and Plow Brewing for letting us use the space. See you next Wednesday. Mm-hmm.